uh, we spent about an 45 minutes before this talking about things that I didn't want to start the podcast with, but I actually have a thing that I wanted to start the podcast with. Okay, then I have something to follow it up with. Oh, man. Uh, we'll have to see on timing, because I feel like what I have might take us a, a bit, but we'll see. Okay, mine mine will be short, so don't worry. What? Okay. Uh, Let's hit yours first, though. Yesterday, I bought a suit. Way to go! Yeah. I I was didn't re- or really didn't want to. I really did not Why? want to go buy a suit. Why? I hate shopping for clothes. I hate spending money on clothes. I wasn't excited to go and have people measure me or do it. Like, yes, I do like having nice clothes and stuff, but ironically high school is when i had to dress up the most frequently yeah right now i needed a suit for three things i have a company dinner party in a couple weeks a couple weeks after that i have a band concert for which i need to dress up for and next april i have another band concert that i need to dress up for (laughs) and that's it so i went and i just needed a cheap functional black suit that i could wear with various dress shirts and ties and also look like a wind ensemble, quote-unquote, tux from high school sort of a thing. Yeah. So I went and did that I, because around here, there's a lot of men's warehouses. There was one right mm-hmm. up the road from me. I drove by it, and it said, hey, get a suit that we can fit for you starting at $400. And I thought, I don't feel like spending $400 today <laughs> to start. Uh, and so I was like, I don't know. I could go in there and get like a nice blazer like i have slacks and stuff i can just get a blazer Mm -hmm. it'll be fine you know blacks are only so different they have blazers starting at like i don't know 150 Mm -hmm. there unless you wanted like a velvet one which they had for 50 bucks i found this out online Yo, what i don't think that would i don't think that fits my aesthetic grant (laughs) i could see you doing that i mean you also were use like a cummerbund so like you can make anything work on that front I cannot. Yeah, I used to. I don't do that anymore. I know that, but you know, either way, <laughs> it's not. It's not for me. So I'm ready I ended for some up, bold fashion choices. Yeah. I'll admit it. Yeah. So I said, men's warehouse. Uh, you, I am not your target demographic right now. Yeah. Maybe in a few years, like if I'm going to some friends' weddings and I want like a legitimately nice, not just normal black suit, like something a mm-hmm. bit more varied. Cool. I can see myself potentially doing that for myself, but a random Saturday at 10 a.m., I was not in the mood to deal with Men's Warehouse. So yeah. I drove around about 20 minutes away to Men's Fashion Depot. <laughs> have you ever been to a Burlington Coat Factory, Grant? I have not, but I have a really distinct picture in my mind. Okay, so a Burlington Coat Factory is just a massive clothes emporium Lots of <laughs> coats and stuff, but a lot of other things, and it's very, like, it's just concrete. Like, it's just a warehouse. Yeah. Now, imagine a warehouse that is now carpeted and has nothing but suits and blazers and dress shirts, and that's Men's Fashion Depot. <laughs> I walk in there. It smells a little old and musty, but, like, it's fine. Uh, it's mostly run by, it seemed like, I think, mostly Middle Eastern people who were very nice, very mm-hmm. efficient. A lady comes up to me right away and says, what do you need? I said, I'm just looking for a black suit. 
and she whisks me away to one side of the store and starts walking down an aisle saying like, "Hey, this is what we have. These are for $100. These are buy one get one free. These are two for 250. These are just priced as is. You check around, and let me know what you think." I said, "Wow. Oh, okay. Cool." And so I naturally gravitate towards the $100 ones cuz that's about what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Like I don't need anything crazy good or expensive. And uh, I'm kind of poking through, and she says, all right, what are you thinking? And I said, I mean, I don't really know. They all seem mostly the same to me, to be honest. Uh, and so she just kind of rifles through them and whips one out and says, here, try this on for size. Like, A, I, or she was like, you know, I like this one. Try this on for size. And I said, okay. And the suit coat fit, mm-hmm. like, mostly perfectly, like, right away, which was great. The pants that were associated with it were comically too big. Uh, <laughs> like, I would say, like, I don't know. Well, okay, I, I looked at the waist size that was listed on it, and it was definitely, like, six inches too big, at least. Okay. And then, by by nature, like, way too long on my like on my legs as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, I go and change into it, and the tailor's like, all right, you know, just step up here. And, you know, I waddle over there in these far too big pants. And he just kind of <laughs> like, all right, how did, like, do you want it like that? Do you want it to sit like that or like that? And I was like, okay, yeah, that feels fine. You just wax his ruler all around and pinches a few things and it's like all right cool like the whole process for that took about i don't know a minute and a half at max yeah he was like when do you want it i was like uh i don't like i guess uh monday after thanksgiving says cool like see you then i was like oh (laughs) okay and and the lady that i was originally which uh with brought me up to the counter and i paid and i went on my way and like that, that was efficient. it. It was yeah. It was exactly what I wanted. The whole process took about fifteen minutes, which is like all that exactly I want out of a shopping for. experience. Yeah, I hate like for clothes. Like I don't want to talk to people unless I absolutely have to. And in a suit place, I acknowledge I absolutely have to. But when I absolutely mm-hmm. have to talk to someone, that means I don't want it to last a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. It was actually mostly pleasant, and I think that in the future, Men's Fashion Depot will be having my business because the price is right and they're <laughs> very efficient. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed your shopping experience. I mean, enjoyed it as much as possible. Especially if it's centered around suits. Yeah. I mean, I just, I bought a suit a couple years ago. I think I, I needed one when I started doing concert band again in college. Mm-hmm. I think was the deal. Whatever the deal was, I needed a suit for something. And then my my dad and I just went to JC Penney, and it was similarly straightforward. I think, mm-hmm. uh, not quite as efficient or as cheap, but for the most part, it was a fairly good experience. But uh, yeah, so it was uh, went pretty well. I was pleasantly surprised. Not my still still not a fan of clothes shopping, but it made it more bearable if nothing else Mm -hmm. yeah nice yeah i'm gonna admit i haven't gone like real clothes shopping in a while so oh neither have i the last time that i went to get any sort of clothes was when i was driving out here and realized a little too late that (laughs) i had so okay so here's the issue with men's underwear is (laughs) (laughs) that they are all misbranded like 
I keep falling for the same trap of this particular brand of underwear that I always forget that I hate and then accidentally buy it because their branding is so good, yet so wrong about it being like, you know, athletic, blah, 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 blah. But then you get it and it's just cotton and it absorbs everything and it rides up and it just, yeah, just chafes, chafes you and like, it's just horrible. Like they're Mm -hmm. fine for just normal use, so to speak. But if I have any sort of an active day, they are the worst things in the world. Yeah. So I realized that I mostly only had those types of pairs by the time I came out to San Diego. And Aaron and I were going to Disneyland. And that's a long day. That's a long day. Mm-hmm. And it's hot. It's fun. But it's hot. And you're walking around. And you need, like, you need sufficient clothing in every aspect to uh, make that an enjoyable mm-hmm. experience. And so then I, I was like, okay, we need to, like, the day before, I was like, okay, we need to run to Target because I need to, uh, I need to adjust some things to make, to make sure that we have a good day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's pretty much the last time that I've bought any clothes, you know? Yeah. So the best clothes investment I made in college was these fancy pairs of socks. Like, I go through socks like crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like, I I do damage to my socks. I always have. Yeah. But I got these fancy wool socks on Amazon. I don't remember what they're called. I can find them afterward. They're like Iron Man something or other. Yo, you got to but... add a, a Amazon affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we qualify yet. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'll look into it, Grant. <laughs> I'll look into it for you. No, Don't you worry. won't. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't. Uh, in either case, I got these, and they're kind of, like they're expensive for socks. Like they're like four dollars, mm-hmm. four or five dollars a pair. But mm-hmm. I've bought, I bought five pairs of them, and have religiously made sure that I don't lose them in the washer dryer all throughout times, like in dorms and stuff. Haven't lost a pair yet, and mm-hmm. they are just as like sturdy and like very good for everything as they ever were. And normally my socks last me at most a year. Mm-hmm. And these things, like, they're not getting, like, gross or stretched out or anything like socks normally do. They've been fantastic. So that's been my best clothing investment. Good socks. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What did you have? That was that was 10 minutes on clothing, so <laughs> that's far too okay. much time. <laughs> Hopefully this will be quick. So I just had an update on our start from last episode, which if we remember correctly, it was titled, (laughs) you just got cabbaged. Yep. You are correct. So the, so operation cabbage part one was carried out incredibly successfully this week. Good. Um, is part one just mailing it and part two, I guess is them receiving it. No, no. Part one is, person a who this is happening to receiving the package oh fantastic i included a part because i may or may not continue this practice sure sure okay just to make sure that i understand the the nature of your project naming uh ways yeah so on thursday i spent my entire lunch hour stealing a box from the box recycling area at work and packing my cabbage in said box <laughs> along with so i took i took a, i purchased a cabbage i mostly cut it in half and then stuck a note in a plastic bag 
inside the half cut out cabbage mm. um, and then saran wrapped it and put it in a plastic bag because I wasn't sure how it was going to survive shipping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in case it like something went poor and it like rotted or something, I didn't want it to be like leaking. Yeah. Um, Very nice and of so you. I packaged it and took it to a post office and mailed it. And that was my lunch hour on Thursday. Um, (laughs) And so I had a tracking number. So I was watching it religiously for the rest of the week. And on Saturday it arrived and I didn't hear anything from the recipient all Saturday. So today, today is Sunday rolled around um, and I still hadn't heard anything. So I decided to text the person and oh, ask Grant, her rookie. rookie what do you mean rookie you don't fall you don't follow up on something like that you have to let it occur naturally but I, okay continue your story no. then i'll let she's the type of she's judgment. the type of person who like i'm glad i texted her because it made sure that she checked her mail and like mm. okay <laughs> and at this time sure of the year certainly wouldn't rot <laughs> yeah i didn't want it to like freeze out in their mailbox for a while or something or i wasn't sure how it got delivered like if it got left on their front porch or something or like if it got left in like a public place where someone was just gonna like steal it yeah i don't know i don't want it there for too many days imagine how funny it would be if someone had stolen it (laughs) (laughs) that would have been so that honestly have almost been better except i wouldn't have known about it yeah but so i asked i said like i hope you had a good week um and I was just wondering if you've, like, checked your mail recently. And they were like, no, I hope you had a good week, too, but I haven't checked my mail. <laughs> like, should I? And I was like, yes, you should definitely check your mail. <laughs> and they responded with five messages in a row before I noticed any of them. First of all, all caps. LOL, what just happened to me? Second message, three of the, like, crying, laughing emojis. <laughs> Third message, my roommates and I are dying. Fourth message, I'm going to skip because it's an inside joke that won't make sense. Okay. And fifth message, my mind is blowing LOL. <laughs> now, I have one one immediate follow-up question, yes? which is, did you at least uh, direct said person to uh, last week's episode? Yes, I did. Don't worry. Good. Good. So we have one extra listen. Um, so I like joked with them about a while about the cabbage, and then eventually I said like something along the lines of, "If you want to hear like the full story bef- behind why you received a cabbage in the mail, you should listen to the most recent episode of my podcast." They have no <laughs> idea that I make a podcast, so I had to explain that to them, um, and then they apparently listened to it. And I'm gonna give this compliment to you because you're probably the one who deserves it more than me. Um, but they said that we have put together a solid podcast. So oh, good. I think they've listened to a couple episodes. I'm glad to hear it. Tell them to tell their friends. This is how this happens. <laughs> we're definitely, we're too far in to ever get any recommendations on iTunes, but we can at least spread by word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, so now, now I need to put this out there. Listeners. If you would like to give us any money to recoup our our expenses, our various expenses for this podcast that Grant is unaware of, uh, give us a little bit of money, and as a gift, Grant will send you a cabbage. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> how are they giving us money? We need a 
make like a Venmo or well, something. If anybody, if anybody really wanted to send us money enough, like if they're dedicated enough, we can. We'll ask you send us an email and we'll get it sorted out. <laughs> yeah, send us an email. That'll be the first step. Once we receive an email from not like spam, yeah, then we can set up a way to receive payment. There are definitely ways to do that. We could set up a Patreon page if we wanted to. Yeah, and one of the, like one of the prizes for support can be <laughs> you just got cabbaged. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, so in this process of cabbaging my friend here, um, I learned of much better ways to ship, much like more cost-effective ways to ship the package that I was trying to ship. Sure. Um, and so... Did you ask the nice people at the USPS the most cost-effective way to ship your produce to a friend? <laughs> Okay, so first of all, <laughs> I got to give a shout out to the post office that I went to because <laughs> the lady that I spoke with who like helped me ship my package was honestly like one of the sweetest people that I have ever interacted with at any sort of, I guess I was going to say postal establishment, but like I don't go to post offices, so that's a too low of a bar. <laughs> like she was so sweet and so nice and so helpful with helping clueless grant who had no idea how to ship something ship this cabbage to a friend that like it made me much more interested in like working with the post office again so i found out that the usps you know how they have like their flat rate boxes Mm -hmm. they have like some regional rate boxes but they don't Mm -hmm. sell them at the post office you have to order them online you have to order them in like sets of 10 so i'm Low-key probably going to do that, and then I have, like, ten hmm. boxes that I have to use to send cabbages to people, so. Sweet. Good, good e- uh, economics of scale there, Grant. <clears throat> I know. Sweet. I like honestly, this. Honestly, like, at this point in my life, I have few enough expenses that the $10 it takes to purchase a cabbage and mail it to a friend, annoyingly, yeah. is honestly... Like, for the entertainment it provides me is kind of worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is the thing. This is We're hitting on something here because there was the whole mail a potato thing that happened a while ago. I'm not sure if you're yeah. aware of that, but I knew we people We talked about did it, it on a podcast. We did? Okay. Well, I knew that I had mentioned it uh, last week, but I, I, in my head we hadn't actually talked about it before. But I think may, we had. It sounds like the thing we would have talked about. But this is the next big thing. This is just the sort of thing that the internet could latch on if enough people start talking about it. Yeah. We might get interviewed by, like, a real news station who's, like, covering We might get interviewed by Kroger's. (laughs) Really? I don't even know who Kroger's is. I'm going to be real. Or Kroger, maybe? I don't know. They're, like, the big... They're the big grocery chain once you move just east of Illinois, I think. Oh, okay. Because I would always get gift cards from my aunt and uncle who live in Ohio purchased at Kroger. <laughs> so that's how I'm that's how I'm aware of its existence. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, we should maybe actually I mean, yeah, we l- luckily we have we have time to play with. It's fine, but we're 20 minutes in now. So, <laughs> let's 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 get a roll on here. Yeah. That All right. was longer than I was expecting. Uh, how, how would you expect that? Uh, I don't want to keep going into it, but I don't know how you expected a cabbage update to not take a while. I thought I was going to update and we were going to be done. Oh my god, I just opened your comic and the advertisement on the page of your comic for me is a Kroger ad. It is? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. There must be Kroger morning, in Illinois then. It's a Morningstar Farms 
ad, but it says available at Kroger. Like a third of the ad bar. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Let's get rolling to Mark's comic. So Mark decided to be basic this week. So I'm assuming he's drinking a pumpkin spice latte while wearing his Uggs while he we're recording this. Um, and pulled out a Garfield comic by Jim Davis, who thankfully is a name that's really easy to pronounce for me. <laughs> <clears throat> Because that's one of my biggest fears of this podcast is mispronouncing easy names. But I got Jim Davis. It's actually Davis. No, it isn't. You're <laughs> lying to make me feel dumb. Okay. Who's the other dude in Garfield? Because I don't want to just describe him as the other dude. You should. <laughs> okay, whatever. So it's a Garfield comic, and it opens up with Garfield looking at the other dude very unimpressed like how Garfield pretty much always looks and the other dude is saying check it out Garfield you can tell a lot about a man by his suit and then the other guy leans in towards Garfield and says and his cologne and Garfield responds with you're a clown who works in a fish market question mark (laughs) or thinkingly responds with because I'm yeah. assuming that dots mean it's a thinking bubble, not a speaking bubble. Correct. Woo, I'm starting to learn how comics work. Good job. Now that you've read it, I'll let you know that his name is John. Screw you. <laughs> uh, this was uh, inspired by my suit buying experience, but... Yeah, I get that now. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to ask you like, what your... That I purposely tried to avoid getting into it at the beginning but what is your sort of suit aesthetic um i don't know so i love like nice clothing in terms of like somewhat formal wear and stuff but i admittedly do not own a full suit And honestly, it's because, like, at this point in my life, there is no occasion that I have that I have to wear a suit for. Yeah. Well, and And I get not owning a full suit. I mean, like, but I know that you own, like, blazers slash sport boots. Like, that's what I'm getting at, you know. I own plenty of, like, blazers or, like, odd jackets and, like, plenty of nice, like, odd pairs of trousers and stuff. And so, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What's my aesthetic? Well, how how about this? Let's say... You get a date and you're going on like a double date with Aaron and I to a fancy restaurant, right? And it's like somewhat semi-formal dress sort of a place. You know, what are you wearing? Gosh. So is this like a – so this double date, have I been dating this person for a while? Is it like – Well, just – it doesn't matter. I need to know more about this situation, Mark. (laughs) Just dress like you want to impress me, Grant. Okay. I want to – I don't know. I'd probably wear – um. Oh gosh, this is hard. So. Uh. My aesthetic. I'm. I'm trying to like decide this without asking more questions, like what season is it in stuff. But don't <laughs> well, answer. This, that's no. That's I'm, that I'm just says a lot about it. you. Let's say it's next week, two weekends from now. How about that? Oh gosh, if it's two weekends from now, so it's like. Is this like where you live or where I live? 
So cooler it's or in Minnesota? Warmer? It's in Minnesota. Okay. Oh gosh. I'm not asking about what like uh, you know pea coat you're going to be wearing. Just like what the main thing once you're in the restaurant. Like, like I understand that these things matter to you, but <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> but I'm also trying to move you along a little bit. <laughs> so so first of all, I'd probably wear. I have got a nice pair of like charcoal charcoal wool trousers that I just absolutely love because like they fit me quite well and gosh clothes that fit are like the best thing (laughs) like clothes that fit well that you're just like my booty look fine you know like how that feeling that you've probably never experienced mark (laughs) because thanks man (laughs) no because i'm just saying like you're not the type of person who would say that out loud well, um, you are correct about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't meant to be like a jab at you. <laughs> okay. It was meant to be like a I'm a trash millennial and Mark's not comment. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, I love the way those pants fit. Um, And then I would probably go with like... Part of me really wants to say like... I would like frantically visit every Goodwill every sing- near me every single day for the next two weeks until this happened so I could find like a perfect jacket for the occasion because honestly at this moment I'm visiting like secondhand stores fairly frequently looking for a couple different types of like more wintry type like sport coats and stuff like different sorts of like textures like uh like a nice like corduroy or like tweed or something that like sort of young professory vibe mm, of course type thing um so like stylish young professor or something but if i had that in my wardrobe that type of a garment which i don't yet i would definitely wear that with like some sort of a nice casual button down or like a light sweater or something um but at the moment because i don't i would wear like some sort of a nice casual button down definitely no tie because ties feel too stuffy for this sort of an occasion Mm -hmm. um and then i would wear like i've got a, a a dark gray jacket that's Nice enough, but also casual enough for what this occasion sounds like it would be. Sure. I got way more into that than I thought I was when you first asked the question. Doesn't surprise me a bit. Now, (laughs) follow-up. Do you wear cologne? Um, sometimes. I have never purchased cologne for myself. I have come into possession of a bottle of cologne not through stealing it through someone deciding they didn't want it and giving it away and so like i use it periodically but not really it's not really my ideal scent to be honest do you no i don't even know how to use cologne (laughs) okay i was gonna say if mark said he uses cologne i'm gonna lose it i mean it's not not like it's one of those things where like once i'm like older and not living alone and mm-hmm. if i were going out to places like 
it's a thing that like i just honestly i just don't know like why people do it like i don't know why people use cologne and perfume like, yeah it's just it doesn't seem like a thing that matters that much to me Mm-hmm. you know like i think the best smelling thing is to not smell it at all <laughs> in my <laughs> mind you know mm-hmm. you should just have a neutral just nobody should nobody should be commenting on how you smell either way okay you know i think it's one thing where it's like you know aaron you know it's like oh i can smell aaron shampoo or something like that's a totally different thing than something like perfume mm-hmm. you know i i don't know it seems weird to me not that i would I... never use it if someone could give me a good explanation for its utility and mm-hmm. give me one that it's like oh yeah sure this like smells good i guess and someone's told me that it's a reasonable thing to do but i don't know it seems not important to me mm-hmm. i'm gonna somewhat disagree with you mainly your point of like the best scent is to not smell like anything at all or whatever you said um i'm gonna disagree with that point with some very serious caveats okay like my my position on it is like in general people use cologne or like perfume or something way 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 too strongly because th- i think the only thing worse than having bo is having like an oppressive perfume or cologne scent yeah like i well, would rather smell someone's nasty scent than like be slapped in the face with the scent of their oppressive cologne Okay, yeah, I I know where you're getting, and I agree with you. Like my phrasing was not quite what I uh-huh. what I made it sound like. Like in my it, the better way to say it is the best way to smell is in a way that nobody ever feels the need to comment it comment on it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Like if someone smells particularly bad or strong, let's 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 go with strong because it covers both sides. Uh, yeah, you're never gonna say it to their face, but you'll say it to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I guess if like if you're the sort of person who would notice a subtle but acceptable cologne or perfume sort of thing, mm-hmm. and you're in a position where it makes sense to compliment someone on it, cool. Like mm-hmm. I would compliment Aaron, and she could compliment me, sort of a yeah. thing. But other than that, it should be just a thing. Like it shouldn't be uh, something that is like detectable or something that you can point to as like, ooh, that's a thing about that person. Okay. I think so. It should be subtle. Yeah. I was going to say our thinking is a lot closer than I originally thought because I was going to my description of how cologne or any sense that you apply to yourself should work is like no one's going to notice it unless they are like sitting up close next to you or like cuddling up with you. And then at that point if they can smell it that's totally fine and like that's kind of the point is like if you're in extreme close proximity like physical contact type proximity and they can smell it that's i would say a good thing but like if you're just like walking by someone on the street i don't really want to smell you yeah like whether you smell good or not (laughs) whether you smell like a hundred dollar bottle of cologne or not like i don't the world has enough smells Yeah, and there's enough people with, like, problems and with scents and stuff and, like, sensitivities to them that it's just rude, frankly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, But, yeah, I, I was going to say I don't, like, frequently use cologne, but 
I have some and like have used them on occasion. And if I'm kind of like in the camp where like, I wish I had a scent that I liked that I feel like represents me well, that sounds like a trashy thing to say out loud, a scent that represents (laughs) me well. But if I had it, I would probably use it on occasion. It definitely wouldn't be a daily thing. It would be like a one spritz before walking out the door for a date type thing. Yeah, yeah. And a strong emphasis on the number one. <laughs> like, you don't need two, three, four spritzes. Crap is strong. Yep. Okay. They come in small bottles for a reason. Yeah, and they're worth their weight in gold for a reason, because they're concentrated <laughs> AF. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go, folks. There's your male fashion advice segment. Yeah, wow. I I was not expecting that segment from you, Mark. What can I say? I'm adulting. Yeah, you're adulting better than me. I was being forced into it. Well, we got an email <laughs> from our CFO uh, saying that, <laughs> you know, like, the expectation is that everybody's dressed in semi-formal wear with a hyperlink to what he means by semi-formal, which in this case means a suit. Uh, okay. For an evening event, an evening weekend event with a, with only adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, like, if you don't dress nicely, like, no one's going to kick you out, but you will have to endure some good-natured, mild ridicule, mostly for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, I really enjoy the fact that he sent a link to what he considers semi-formal wear because my biggest criticism... I'm sorry, I'm going to get off this high horse in a sec so we can get moving on to well, other comments. I, I already know where you're going, and I agree with you, but please say it out loud. But is that, like, at this moment, especially, like, to our generation, the terms formal and semi-formal have lost so much of their, like, distinctive meaning that it's just really annoying to me because someone can say semi-formal and it means so such different things to different people. It's frustrating to me. And I think like those words used to have very rigid definitions, but to people in our generation, I think especially the like people don't know what it means and it's just frustrating. You want to know what's worse? What? It's casual. That's the worst word of all of them. Yeah. Casual is the worst word. Yep. You should bleep it out in the podcast. <laughs> I can't because people need to know what we think. <laughs> bleep it I'll out bleep the out first time you say it. <laughs> I'll bleep out one half of it. Either the word <laughs> or the word casual. Because <laughs> okay. either way, people will know what it means. You know, okay. The context, <laughs> I need to provide enough context, but I agree that it would be funny if we bleeped it. Yeah. <laughs> okay okay we gotta get let's rolling on. we can go yeah, through mine quick on. yeah so yours i have to say i'm disappointed that is not the flying mccoys which is a fantastic comment instead it is the duplex by glenn mccoy and gary mccoy but similar similar uh style of comic okay we have a man and i haven't read ahead so i do not know if it is his wife or just some lady at a bar or something, they are drinking something. The guy says, you know, I used to have a hard time striking up conversations with strangers. But then I learned that as long as you don't talk about religion or politics, people generally won't get up and walk away. 
And the lady says, Do you think the Pope listens to Rush Limbaugh? It's a very the comics from 2002 and that's a very 2002 joke <laughs> <laughs> i know but it's still i think it's other than the like rush limbaugh part yeah i think it's somewhat topical still and relevant well what know. was your what was your thinking when choosing this so my thinking was mostly for the concept of talking with strangers and using this comic as a way to ask you kind of about your experience is in the place where you are currently out West and talking to strangers. Like, do you ever talk with strangers or interact with strangers? And like, how does that go? Uh, well, no, <laughs> I don't really. Although, I mean, you know, you get the parts where you have to. So like, I don't know, getting my hair cut. Mm-hmm. You talk with people, but that's always the same. That's always just, what do you do? Where are you from? It's the same pattern. So that's, I think that doesn't count. Uh, And then, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really talk to, find myself in a position where I need to talk to strangers. Maybe if I went to like breweries more and didn't just sit alone and read Mm -hmm. while doing so, then yeah. But I don't know. And I always get the, I get the don't talk about religion or politics. I understand it. There's normally better things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, But also, I think that there's an issue where people don't talk about it in the same way that there's an issue that people don't talk about things like, say, like their salary or something like that. There are these things Mm -hmm. that people just say are taboo. And because nobody knows how to talk about it and people don't try to talk about it in a healthy way, whenever it comes up, you know, we're, we're approaching Thanksgiving. So this is pretty topical. Uh, the stereotypes about American Thanksgiving and the <laughs> sort of debate debates that large families get into. Yeah. Uh, I think that that happens because there's such a stigma around talking about politics with other people. Yeah. Because, yeah, with strangers, yeah, you should technically typically approach things a bit more cautiously in general, but that's just everything. You also don't talk to them about just any other... You know, you don't go up to someone and say, man, cancer's a real bummer, isn't it? (laughs) Like, you know, like you don't, it's just, that's just conversational tact more than anything. It's like, there are a lot of taboo topics to start with a stranger, but with friends like you or Jack and Mikhail or any of my other friends, like I love talking about politics and religion because it's, they're both super interesting things to talk about with people. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're things that matter to a lot yeah. of people. So, I don't know. That's all. That's that's been my thought for a while. That like, you know, it's it's more problematic that we say that we can't talk about those things, and that causes a very unhealthy dynamic where you just have groups demonizing other groups in a way that you yeah. don't see it in things in other areas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what you were going for when you asked me. Do you talk with strangers? <laughs> but. <laughs> I was going to say where, that's where I went. <laughs> what I was going to say is that well, I really appreciate your comments and you have some very like important insights that I'm very <laughs> glad that you said and important kind of like an anti-politician. You gave me a super that you put softball on the question and I made a really direct stance about the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate how you did that. But honestly, like, more of what I was talking about or, like, (laughs) seeking for with your answer was, like, 
how do you feel in your day-to-day life that strangers I don't want to say like how do you feel strangers perceive you but like in just like your casual day-to-day life like if you're going to the grocery store how do people around you interact with you or do they interact with you at all or do they distinctively avoid interacting with you I think it depends on the person I am a I don't know I feel like Old people at the grocery store, they're easy to interact with, you know, because they typically want to strike up a brief conversation and then you do so in the aisle. So are you Uh, saying like in your life experience in general or like since you have moved to California? Both, I guess. Like old people always just make comments about stuff and then you smile and they're sweet. And so you have a little conversation and then you move on with your life. And uh, that still happens now. Uh, but honestly, like, I just can't think of other situations where I, I put myself in where talking with a random stranger occurs, like standing in line, people tend to just keep to themselves. Uh, but like, I just, I don't know. I'm just not in those types of social situations that I can think of. Uh, also most of the time I'm just, you know, I'm either at work or I'm sitting in my room. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so at work, yeah, you have conversations with people, but they're not really strangers. They're not Mm -hmm. your best friend, but they're not strangers. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I I just, you know, I'm just the way that things are. Like, I don't think that I have a super uh, direct experience with this Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Because... The reason I ask is because I feel like since I've moved to the Illinois area, I've noticed kind of a distinct difference in how maybe it's more of a difference in how I'm perceiving those around me. But to me, it seems like there's a distinct difference in how those around me interact with me. Okay. Like, I feel like people around my area are... I don't want to say annoyed with my like existence or presence in wherever (laughs) I'm at, but like it's something that I think I've mentioned on this podcast already, but driving definitely, no matter how I drive, there's always someone trying to give me a prostate exam and it's ridiculous. Like I feel like when, if I drive at night, I can never see the headlights of the person behind me because they're always so close. Huh? And that could just be this area, and I'm, I don't know, but, like, even at, say, the grocery store, I feel like if someone has to, like, go around me in an aisle or something, I just get this, like, feeling... They have a bit of an attitude about them? Yeah, that they're just kind of like, ugh, this idiot's in my way, huh. and now I have to go around them. Whereas before, it's something that I, and again... Maybe it's just that before I was never, like, I don't want to say self-conscious enough, but, like, thinking enough about it that I wouldn't, like, pick up on it. But it feels a bit like they're just kind of, like, frustrated with the fact that I'm by the cereal that they want to grab from the shelf. And so now they have to, like, passive-aggressively get closer and closer until I step back so they can grab their cereal rather than saying like, <laughs> Hey, excuse me. Can I just go grab some honey bunches of oats or something? Like, yeah. I don't know. And mm. I feel like when 
and I'm just saying grocery store because it's the situation that honestly I'm most often surrounded by strangers. Um, and I think is most relatable, but like even in those situations when like someone's cart is near something that I want or something and I'm like, Hey, excuse me. I just need to grab this or that. And like going and reaching and grab it. They seem like upset that I'm like getting in their way and grabbing this item off the shelf or something. I don't know. Hmm. It's, I've had a very small number of, I would say like distinctively positive or neutral interactions with strangers in the grocery store. Like the other week I was like early in the morning before work, I was stopping at a grocery store to grab an apple for lunch. And like, there was a man who was putting sweet potatoes in a bag and the bag ripped and they all spilled on the floor. So I helped him pick them up and he was like super sweet and super nice. And very appreciative that I was helping him pick up his sweet potatoes that he'd picked out. But like, honestly, other than that interaction, most of my like stranger type interactions here have been of people just, I don't know. It feels like they're upset at me and I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is the sort of thing that you need to cross reference with Jack. Like if it's just a weird, that's a if, good idea. Or if it is just your specific area, if it's not even that general, like that's yeah. that's weird. Or if I don't it's know. maybe just my own personal experience and yeah, my I mean, own like neuroticism or something. I don't know what neuroticism means, but it felt like it fit there. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I mean, out here, it out here feels very similar to just another Mi- Minneapolis, you know, fairly affluent enough suburb. Yeah. Like the grocery store reminds me of my local cub. Like everything just feels pretty similar out here. And maybe that's just my outlook where like, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't know. Like I, I just don't find myself in situations where that seems to be a problem. I mean, the driving out here is crazy, but that's just California freeways are faster and bigger. And it's basically Mm -hmm. just all it comes down to. So you just kind of have to deal with that. And I have, I've adjusted quite well to that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I'd like to hear more updates as you go along, but it's not—it's not something yeah. that I've noticed out here. Like, it, there hasn't been a massive cultural shift in my mind. Just the area that I'm in feels very mm-hmm. similar. Maybe if I were to go, say, downtown more or just to a different area, it would feel different. But mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get a pulse on things, but even even so, I don't know. It feels—I don't know just kind of laid back but that's not surprising because it's california yeah so yeah hmm. i don't know and like i don't want to make it sound like people in illinois like across the board suck or are pissed off or something because i've definitely found a couple places where like i've gone to a brewery or something and sat at the bar and like talked with a bartender for an hour or something and they were like super nice and helpful and gave me a lot of like great ideas of things that I could do in the area or like just were a nice empathetic person that was a, that was nice to like have a conversation with on a like lazy Saturday or something. But in general, it, I don't know, for whatever reason, it feels like people in the Illinois area seem less tolerant of my presence. Well, Chicago area. (laughs) Yeah. We should be more specific about that because it seems, at least driving and stuff, very possible that it's just a bunch of people who used to live in Chicago and got displaced and they're just bitter about it and still drive like they're there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to end it there. Okay. 
That'll be the last phrase. I'll cut it right after.